Hello, I'm Iris and this is Aquarius by Nature. Welcome and thank you for listening in on today's podcast. Today we're talking dead people. (laughs) I see dead people. I could not resist making that the title, but it is what we're going to be talking about. So let's jump in. Okay, so a podcast or two ago when I was um, talking about my grandmother, I talked about being able to see her and how she comes and speaks to me. This is not during, I don't know, um, sleep night. Like, this is not in my dreams. (laughs) This is not during drunken nights. haven't had any of those in... Wow, I can't remember what's the last time. I'm too old to be having drinking nights. Um, this is real. This is my life. Um, and it just something that I wanted to share. Something that makes me nervous sharing because sometimes you get that um, look like you are such a weirdo. Like, what a freak are you? Um, but it is my reality and... I can't see your eyes, so I don't don't really have to care about the staring eyes of like, why are you such a freak? Um, And because I've been doing these readings and I mentioned um, getting some of this gift from my grandmother, I thought that I would come on and do story time, my story time. So this is how it goes. The very first time I saw someone it was my mother's ex-husband's mother did you follow that i called her my step-grandmother she was a beautiful being um she came into my life and we just instantly bonded i mentioned in the um podcast that i was talking about my grandmother that i just have this natural connection with older people I don't know why. I actually even minored um, in that in college. One of my degrees um, is in ger- um, gerontology and just have this natural connection to older folks. Um, anyway, she came into my life and at the time that she came into my life, my grandmother, my maternal grandmother was back on the island. Um, so it was perfect. And that routine uh, tend tended to be the cycle until her, until my stepfather's mother um, passed. Um, One or the other was always here on the mainland while the other one was on the island and it just worked. I was never without a grandmother. Um, Anyway, we were very close and she died unexpectedly and I'm going to share her story um, mainly because there's a piece that goes to this, but my grandmother was here on the mainland. My step-grandmother was here on the mainland. And um, she lived in a pretty rough part of town. And it was, the, it was I don't know, late 70s, early 80s. can't remember. Um, but I think it was late 70s. Um, it was a rough neighborhood. Burning homes seemed to be a thing then. Um... Her home 
was hit by a um, what's called a malacoctel. I think that's the proper way to say it. Um, for no apparent reason other than this is what people did. And I've mentioned in a few podcasts that I grew up in a very um, rough area. Her um, door was one of those doors um, back in the day. I don't I don't know if things happen like that anymore. You needed the key to lock it and unlock it from within. It had like one of those really big um, teeth-like um, locks. And when you were in the house, you put the key in there and that's how you locked your door. And I remember that my mother, and I was very small, but I remember that my mother used to get on her a lot about you know, where's the key? Why don't you ever have the key near the door? Like, what if you have to leave in an emergency? You don't have your key. Um, Because she would lock the door and then she would just put the key wherever. And then when we would go to leave or, or she would go to leave, anybody would go to leave. You had to do like this hunt for the key. It was just a weird door, but that's just the way you got in and out of the house. Um, They, for no reason, um, I, I don't know. I, I'm going to try not to get emotional. But for no reason at all other than just not being good human beings, um, they threw this Mala cocktail through her window. The first floor caught on fire. Um, from a family member who survived, the story goes that they were able to make it downstairs, but they could not find the key. Um, so the end the fire started spreading pretty quickly so they had to run back up the steps um, there were a total of four, five, six, six people in the home um, it was my grandmother and her children and um, they ran back up the stairs they couldn't figure out how to get out um, the two survivors jumped out of the second floor window it is how they survived. Um, my step grandmother and um, two uncles and a sister perished in the fire. Um, just gonna take a pause because it's very heartbreaking to think about this. Um, I passed away a few days later. I was laying down and I mentioned a story about seeing um, the television being turned on and off in my um, in my mother's room. I thought it was my sister. I jumped up to go catch her and it turned out not to be her. And I, as I mentioned in the last podcast, I sat there for a few minutes you know sitting up on my bed looking at her and just kind of giggling I couldn't see a person I could just see the hand which later on in life it made sense like why did you only see a hand turning on and off the tv um and also it would have been at a height that my sister could not reach but as a little kid saw a hand turning on and off the tv I thought it was my sister we were um as I mentioned in the podcast going through that tattletelling um age um she started it (laughs) she would tattle on everything and anything you know she was you know a lot smaller than i was um 
so she just ran around telling on everything so any opportunity I got to get her back I would jump on because I was constantly in trouble because she would tell on me all the time um so you know I sat there giggling like oh she's gonna get it she's gonna be in so much trouble we're supposed to be in our room we're supposed to be you know going to bed and I get there and she's not there backtrack she's knocked out turn around confused and there is my step-grandmother standing at my door with the most warmest smile standing there like not a spirit not a shape it is her that was my first encounter with a person who passed so I mentioned in the other podcast that I would explain that the series of events that happened in another podcast because it was just too long to add to that podcast. But this is what happened. So I see my grandmother. I run downstairs. I'm screaming. I'm hollering. Grandmom is here. There are my um, my mother and her ex-husband, both who are very upset, right? It's like I, just a few days later, they're dealing with the death of someone they both loved very much. Um, and so now here's this child screaming and acting crazy and they're bringing me back to bed and they're putting me to sleep um and I say to them like oh you know she she was there she was there she was there nothing you know they just dismiss it um a little while goes by I am seeing her every night I'm talking to her every night. I'm having all of these weird dreams um, where it is her. And for some reason, her full name is being said in the dream. Like full, like first name, last name. Um, And like her saying, you know, I miss you. I miss you so much. I want you to come with me. Um, And one night, uh, I am awakened by my mother shaking me. And when I look, I had somehow ripped my covers and I was wrapped in my covers and I start crying and screaming and I'm saying like, um, you know, grandma, grandma wanted me to go with her. You know, she talked to me before I fell asleep because I spoke to her before um, I fell asleep. And when I say talk, it is like someone walking into the room, someone saying good night, like an actual living being and she would say good night to me every night and you know I'll see you in the morning and those type of things um so I talked to her and then I was dreaming and I knew that I was dreaming so like in my dream she was asking me to come with her we used to go swimming um in this er- uh, particular area and in my dream we were in that area and we were swimming and she came up from under the water and she was trying to take me under the water saying that you know she wanted me to come be with her she missed me um and I guess that was screaming because I was saying no I am very old lady now (laughs) but I remember this dream as if it happened yesterday and it is a dream that just doesn't erase from my mind because it was so vivid um but I woke up knowing that it was a dream um I didn't know that I had torn the sheets and I was a little girl I to this day still don't comprehend how I did that and my mom just looked so frantic like she just looked so scared out of her mind Um, meanwhile um, 
her ex-husband is sitting there um, because I go into this thing like um, I think my grandma my mother has said you know like stop it um, she's not here and I was like yes she is she's here she's here every night she talks to me every night she tells me she miss, miss, misses me she wants me to come with her she makes all of these noises on the walls and it you know I I can't just not talk to her um, and I'm crying and now my mom is crying and she's upset because you know she's like this island woman who is like you know if it's not there don't see it it didn't happen um, I mentioned in a podcast or I'm not sure if I mentioned but my mom really did not buy into my grandmom's like being able like not that she didn't buy into it I think she feared it so she would just not acknowledge it um, and she would find 20 million things as to how that happened um, so she's saying all of this her ex-husband is looking away I think because at this point you know um, he's trying not to either show his tears or trying to get too emotional and all of a sudden he pauses and grabs my mom's arm and says look at the walls and we lived in this home that had popcorn walls everywhere if you've heard of popcorn ceiling that's the norm right this house had popcorn ceilings popcorn walls it was amazing that it did not have popcorn floors it was just crazy um along the walls at a certain height um the popcorn was like you know um scratched off of the wall and then he said look next to her bed and my mom said this is her and you know she goes into this tirade why are you scratching the walls this is not our home this is someone else's home we rent this home we can't destroy people's property and before I could speak again you know he says to her like look at it it goes all the way around in the same you know um, height and it is too high like you know like he was trying to say that it was like I was too little to go to that height so my mom again thinking of all of the possible reasons as she's removing this blanket that I have wrapped all around myself um off of me saying like she reached up he gets up and he moves like this armoire that was in my room like a big dresser type of thing and behind that there was this the the mark the the popcorn rubbed off at the same height going all the way around and he just looked like the color left his face and I just said I told you she comes in every night she makes noise on the wall and she stands there and she talks to me and I'm like just going on and on so my mom gets me back to bed you know fully assuring me that this is my mind this is me dreaming this is me um imagining this this is it happening puts me back to bed next day (laughs) there are people in my home and this is you gotta love Caribbean island people oh my god you gotta love them so there's a priest in my home and there's this other person and they're talking back and forth and this is why I shared the story of my grandmother and how she passed away this is what I heard this tiny person sitting on the steps eavesdropping feeling like a total freak because now there's people talking about 
you know, her behavior, um, my behavior. Um, so there's the priests saying what they're going to do. They're going to crack up when you, when you, when I tell you what they did. Um, but there's this other person who is like a spiritual person and is saying to them that because my grandmother passed away in a very unfortunate situation in something that was not planned from the universe, um, sudden and horrible, she is stuck in this zone in the universe where she does not know that she has moved on. She still feels that she's here. So the decision was that there was going to be a cleansing. It's going to be a cleansing of the home and there was going to be a cleansing of the child. That's what they kept calling me, the child. There's going to be a cleansing of the child. Um, so they did that, did the cleansing. And this is where it gets hysterical. They cleansed the room, gave me this bath. It was just so weird. It's like all this milk, flowers and all this stuff. And I'm like in this bath with all these humans around me. And then they proceed to put me in red clothes and my bedding is red. And I was to sleep in red clothes and this red bedding um, until the spirit went away. As a little kid, I just didn't know what to do. So I lied. After a few days, I lied and said that I no longer saw anything in my room. I no longer heard anything. No one ever, no one talked to me. So the adults felt triumphant. They felt like they've done their thing, right? The priest had blessed the home. The spirit person had like done whatever and you know, it was done. But this was not the truth. Throughout the years, I have um, been able to communicate with many, many people who have passed, whether I knew them or I did not. Um, my next encounter uh, were with my grandmother. Um, uh, I'm sorry, not my grandmother. Um, my uncle, uh, when he passed away, and he was, again, like a step-uncle, and I would talk to him a lot when I was... Um, in my teens um uh, I think like later teens yeah 16 um so I went through a phase where I only um spoke to my step-grandmother and then her son my uncle my step-uncle when he passed away um again in a very unfortunate manner they it's almost hard to share but he passed away you know he lived on the island and sometimes um sometimes things are not accepted um in some areas as there are in other areas his lifestyle choice um was not accepted um he was a gay man and it was not accepted and he lost his life um so it was unfortunate uh but I can, I, you know, was able to talk to him. Some of these, if I pause a lot or I'm taking a lot of breath, it's just some of of the stuff is kind of hard, but I am sharing with you, um, to share it with you. Um, so I was able to talk to him quite often. In my older teen, older teens, is that a thing? Um, when I turned about... 19. I think I was 19, yes, because I was no longer living at home. There was a 
little girl who was missing in back in my hometown and you know I had seen it on the news it caught my attention because it was my hometown and um, I had talked to my mother about it and um, you know everyone was hopeful that they would find this girl this little girl um, seemed like she had wandered off from her parents or something like that I can't remember exact details now um, but I remember being asleep and um, I got up, you know, it was like time for me to get up. I got up and I was going to go to the bathroom. And there on the top of my stairs was this little girl. And she had on this little white, like, like almost like a, um, what is that? Uh, what the church choir wear, like the robe, the white robe. And she had like these ballies all over her hair. They were all white. Hair was done very pretty, with a lot of ballies all over her hair. And she was just standing there looking at me. And I just looked back at her and I'm like, you know, I didn't have that experience because to that point I spoke to my grandmother, my, you know, step-grandmother and my uncle, people who I knew. I didn't know this little girl. Um, and she's just staring at me and I stare at her and I smile at her, she smiles at me and goes away. I get ready, I'm downstairs eating, call my mother, and I know it sounds horrible, but I said to my mother, the little girl that was on the news is dead. And she said, what? Did it come back up on the news? Because, you know, I haven't heard anything. And I said, no, I saw her last night on my stairs. And, you know, again, my mother was like, oh, stop it. Stop it. And don't put that out there. Just, you know, just pray for her. And I was like, I am praying for her, mom. But I saw her on my stairs. And a day after that, um, unfortunately, the little girl was found. So that started the series of me seeing people that I did not know. Um, some people spoke to me. Others, like the little girl, said nothing and just kind of looked at me and smiled um I'm gonna say a part that's very weird um I kind of un started understanding my grandmother my maternal grandmother um when I was younger and she would see people and she would say to them um que te vaya, uh, que te vaya con Dios o te vaya bien like go with God go in peace um or um estoy aquí para darte um calor like to give warmth um i understood that because sometimes this is weird but sometimes they would stand there and then i wouldn't see them but i would feel like this weird sensation over me um and as i got older and looked um was looking into some of these things it's like that need of warmth so it's like they come through you and out you it, I know it sounds weird um, but it's like in their passage in their passage finding security as they move on um, so I adapted that it's like go in peace um, you were loved you'll be loved um, is usually what I say um, so this became a series um, of events I would just see stuff and I, you know things would wake me up um, like a noise would wake me up and then there would be something um, when my maternal grandmother passed away, um, as I mentioned in the podcast that I recorded about her, I took it very, very hard. 
um, and I'm not sure if it was because I took it so hard that she started visiting me I'm not sure if it was the fact that we had a close bond that she started visiting me but she did and she visits me all of the time and annoyingly enough when the family is in chaos I'm the one that gets the visit and I am the one that gets the stern either disapproving looks sometimes she shows up and she doesn't say a word she just looks very very disappointed and other times she has specific messages I know right about now we're at almost 24 minutes you're like this girl is psycho <laughs> I I am not I promise you I'm not psycho I'm educated <laughs> I have a couple degrees um, um you know I try to live my life right but this is what happens in my life um, she gives me messages I relay those messages to the family some of them give me the same psycho look um, and others take heat and they'll address what she's sending to them um, she does visit me a lot oddly enough I was very very close to my grandfather he has only visited me twice so grandpa is somewhere living his life in the in the next we're on the afterworld. He has no time for this family shenanigans. <laughs> I'm guessing. <laughs> My grandma, because she was a matriarch that always made everyone act like they had common sense, I guess she's like still at it. Um, she just, she visits me a lot. And I always, I am constantly seeing things. Sometimes I'll, I'll try to like not share with a family member. Um, but they'll just, they'll just catch me they'll say like there's something in the look of my eyes or something um of how I turn that just doesn't seem like I'm here um and I kind of understand what that looks like because I saw it in my grandmother and guess what my daughter um also tends to she, I don't think she's ever seen an actual person I feel like with her it's it's like more of the what you hear about like um like shadows like something moving or something not right um she gets that and she just gets an odd look on her face um, so I know what that looks like um so sometimes I can't hide it um but if I'm alone sometimes I'll you know I just <laughs> I, it's amazing what I'll see um you will not catch me going into any haunted homes you will not catch me going into any any of that type of stuff because trust me, I will bring it with me. And I, you know, it's it's overwhelming at times. Um, when I was, uh, I think mid twenties, mid late twenties, I lived in um, a home that was directly behind a funeral place. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Did I not see stuff? and see people all of the time I had conversation with so many people that I did not know and would not know how to relate their message other than to just speak it into the universe um you know just pray on it be like you know to whomever this person is your loved one is trying to tell you to a b or c because they they weren't people that I knew so you won't catch me in many things like that I don't like to go to funerals I don't like to go to cemeteries. Um, I, I went to 
a cemetery for my grandmother um, and I loved my grandfather dearly again my grandparents were more like my parents I loved them dearly um, but I refused to go to my to the, uh, to the cemetery for my grandfather um, it's, it's just really hard um, I could stand in a cemetery and hear a lot of voices uh, screeching so it's just not something that I like uh, so it's just became my life and it is my life and I feel like those spirits are, um, are also the spirits that help me talk I think it's mostly my grandmother but I think all the spirits around me um, help me when I'm you know like when I do cards or I'm talking to someone um, I can like I, I mentioned in a podcast I can read a person two seconds when they're meeting them I can know everything about them now whether I avoid that person is a whole nother story because I am an Aquarius I'm hard-headed there have been so many people that right from the door I just knew I knew like although they seem very warm on the outside and everyone was in awe of them there was just something in my gut was saying Mm-mm, this person is not good and some I avoided and others I went ahead and, and allowed them to come into my zone only to be proven right later on something I'm working on you know if I have this gift actually listen to it for the things that I can um that I'm like a people person I give everyone a chance I'm like the type of person that gives trust first but I will say I give trust very easily um but what I will say is when you break my trust it's like it is impossible for you to get my trust back it is nearly it's just like we might as well just not communicate because it's going to be damn near impossible for you to gain it back um but i'm trying to work on both ends of that and not give it up too easily and also um take take a good look at it i did this five years ago um where i went on a um somewhat of a vow of silence right it was a partial vow of silence because I worked and I had several jobs and you you have to talk at work but in my personal life I was silent I shut down from the world um, and did a lot of uh, evaluating and then came back and rejoined the world uh, so to speak rejoined the personal side of my world and eliminated people that my spirits my gut my everything um, was telling me this is not good for you and kept the people who were um, I was right before this process right before I decided to take that you know my life is too crazy I just need to shut down I was out one night and I was in the car with someone and that person I just I couldn't it's like I cared a lot about that person and in my head I thought that they cared a lot about me and we were bickering back and forth about something very stupid I can't remember what it was now it was very stupid I can't remember if it was a movie or I don't know what it was like some where we wanted to go and all of a sudden I was I was person driving and I looked up because I was like uh, you know let's just take off and there in the back seat is my grandmother like looking at me like you idiot like what are you doing right now like this person like she just looks so angry and she looked to the side towards the person like you know 
towards the passenger seat because she's sitting in the back like right in the middle like in such a disapproving disgust manner which was rare for her to ever have that kind of face and look back at me with like a true disappointed disappointed face and I don't know where I went in that moment but the person was like hey are you okay and this person didn't know this side of me like I said I'm sharing it with you because I don't actually have to see your face um but a lot of people I don't share with like that I know um he just looked at me and was like where where did you go like you look so I just remember the words exactly look you look so crazy scary like your eyes were insane where were you and I was like nothing nothing you're just pissing me off and yeah that was a sure fire sign of pure (laughs) I can't even talk sure fire sign that I needed to let that person go from my life but because I was hard-headed I didn't listen and the warning that my grandmother um tried to project that night of the just disapproval and disgust was pretty much what it was um later on down the road Uh, so I'm trying to work on listening more and accepting I think more so because my mother always pushed it off I tend to at times say oh like oh you know I need to get it together I try to also make excuses but it is what it is when you see someone standing in front of you that should not be standing in front of you you just have to accept that for what it is right so that is my story of I see dead people (laughs) and how it started um, and what it feels like you know I didn't say that part like it it feels strange it feels like why me Um, sometimes it feels like what's so wrong with me but then other times it feels like an honor it feels like an honor that you you come to speak to me or you don't know me but something about me drew you to me something in my light something in my heart drew you to me so I'm trying to be more accepting of that part of it because in I would say my early 30s I was like why me why me um for a very long time I slept with Uh, my blanket over my head a lot because I just didn't want to wake up to someone standing there Um, but then now I'm just more so accepting of it it is what it is I used to sleep with like one light on somewhere in the home and now it's like I could be in pitch black it's gonna happen it's gonna happen um it is what it is so I do see dead people. <laughs> it's so hilarious to say because I just see the scene in the movie playing over and over in my head. Um, I do see them. I talk to them. They communicate with me or sometimes they don't. It's just they needed to lay eyes on someone for whatever reason. Sometimes there are messages. Um, I don't know. Send me a DM. If you think I'm weird or, or no, don't send me a DM if you think I'm weird on Instagram. But send me a DM if you have questions or if you too um, 
I have this, you know, honor, like, if this is a part of your life, and tell me how you, how you handle it, um, and how you feel about it. Um, I know my daughter, um, like I said, she does have this where she can see, um, shapes and shadows and things, um, that shouldn't be there. I know that she does not like it. (laughs) She does not like it, wants no part of it, you know, she's an adult now, so I thought as she got older, it would be something that she would kind of, um, not accept, but, but maybe just be more so, um, I don't know what's the word I'm looking for. That she wouldn't be as panicky about it, maybe. Um, but she she definitely wants no part of it. She's just not happy of it. She doesn't... She does not want that, is what she says all the time. She's like, nope, don't want that kind of power. <laughs> I was like, well, it's not a power. She'll say, like, whatever it is, I don't want it. Um, so she does that. Or, like, when things... Another thing that happens um, besides seeing people, things move around in my house, things make noise, and someone's going to say, yeah, that happens in all homes, you know, homes are old. Nope, you'll be, you'll be surprised at some of the things that, you know, we've heard in our home and gone to check on and absolutely nothing, and um now that I live in a much smaller place, um, <laughs> there's room to get to, there's um, uh, a short, you know, second to get to wherever something sounds like it's moving or um, falling or knocking um, from and nothing there. And usually it's like, okay whoever you are (laughs) I hope you had a good meal or um, you're knocking you could come in you know like different things like that Um, she does not like that as well she hates that Um, so send me a message if you are on Instagram and you're listening to this podcast Um, send me a, a DM and tell me how you deal with it and or if you're curious about anything else uh, regarding this story send me a DM at um, Alma underscore de underscore Aquarius. And that's A L M A underscore D E underscore Aquarius. And I'll leave the name on the description of this podcast that probably has you thinking, what a wordo. <laughs> but that is my truth, and I wanted to share it with you. So, do we chat again? Have a great day. If you happen to see something or hear a bump in the night, just say, go with God. (laughs) Goodbye.